this, <laughs> this gives me such ick every time I see this. If what you are selling is a service in which you are performing the service, you need to be the one people see. Your number one responsibility in your business is to establish yourself as a leader and create the no like, and trust with your clients. I'm not sharing a stock photo. Let me repeat this again. I'm not sharing a stock photo. I am not just sharing a graphic. Period. If you are the person performing services in your service-based business and you are the person that your clients are going to be working with, they need to see you, period. Welcome to A Whole Lot of Shift Podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. I'm your host, Jen Ingram, and I'm so excited you're joining us today. We are taking a behind-the-scenes look at everything that I did for a recent in-person event. It was the not the first in-person event that I had. However, I did this one very different in comparison to any in-person events that I've ever done in the past. And so I wanted to share some of the things that I did that could possibly help you, some of the things that went well, some of the things that didn't go so well, some of the mistakes that I made, I will freely share those, and some of the things that I'll definitely be bringing with me as I move forward and continue to host more in-person events in addition to the online virtual coaching that I do. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Because I am going to be sharing all those details with you, giving you that behind the scenes look, this is actually going to be kind of a three-part series because it is going to take me a little bit to, to make it through each step of the process that I did and make sure that you guys get value out of what worked well, what didn't work well, and, and some ideas for which you could try. So, so I hope that you'll tune in. This is part one. All right, so let's get it kicked off. Recently, I held a an in-person vision board experience event. And it was an absolute blast. This was something that I had been wanting to host for quite some time. I have put on a an vision board workshop in the past for I did that for a business not too long ago. And it went it went okay. And I'll I'll share uh, what worked in that scenario versus this scenario here in a little bit. And previously, many moons ago, I had held some goal setting events in the corporate space. And so I've done, I've done some of that. I've done some things in the corporate space. Of course, over the years, you know, I've shared with you in the past that I had been a part of a, an MLM in the past. And of course, I had in-person and vendor events that I did with that. And obviously, those looked very, very different. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look, look at what this event experience looks like. So first, what was it? So this was a vision board experience where I was going to be working with clients who were 
looking to create a vision board for really for their future, for an unspecified point in time. I really wanted the focus to not be so much on a very finite goal. In other words, this was not intended to be a vision board experience for just a one-year vision board or a five-year business plan, or it, it was nothing like that. I wanted this experience to be more about teaching you how to dream, teaching you how to start dreaming and thinking outside the box so that you can start having your manifestations come into reality. This was kind of the first step in the many steps of learning how to manifest the life that you really want. And so I wanted the opportunity to, to do this with folks and have this look a little bit different. So here is the strategy that I took. I took kind of a multifaceted strategy. And so I'm going to share with you each piece that worked and what didn't work so well. So the first thing that I did, I will tell you my primary social media platform that I am the most comfortable with that I've been on the longest, that I am the most active in is Facebook. And yes, some of you I know are probably cringing like, oh my God, people are still on Facebook. Yes, people are still on Facebook. In fact, whether we like it or not, Facebook is one of the places where they really, really have created a fantastic platform for groups and the ability to manage groups, the ability to find groups, be engaged in groups, so that continues to be a platform that I continue to use, and I foresee that I will continue to use it um, for the foreseeable future until something else comes along that is able to manage communities and groups in a similar fashion or a better, potentially better way. I'll until that occurs, I will continue to use Facebook. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about was my Facebook strategy. And then I'm going to talk about what it what I tested out with my secondary platform, which would be Instagram, which I in the past have never put a lot into, but I'm going to talk to you about that. And then I'm going to share with you some of the ways in which I engaged in partnerships, advertising, just all things along the way. So first, my primary platform, stuck with that, went hard on that primary platform. Again, it's the one I'm most comfortable with. Here is what I did. I came up with a strategy that first started with me optimizing and making sure that it was super easy for my clients or for those attending the vision board experience, those signing up. I wanted this to be super simple for them to be able to sign up, find the link to the workshop. I want a super simple way for them to pay me I want, which means I want to accept several different methods of payment. And I don't, I don't want to limit that in any way. So the very first thing that I did was I changed my cover photo on my personal page. Now I do want to, let me backtrack just a little bit to help explain how I have Facebook. I'm going to start with Facebook, how I have my Facebook set up for myself. So I don't, I have a business page is currently hidden. It's never worked well for me not just me, but I know uh, for a lot of business owners, they talk a lot about the fact that the algorithm doesn't quite push business pages the same. So I don't focus just on a business page. I use my personal profile 
for my business. One of the ways in which I do that is I have put turned on what is called professional mode on my personal profile. That allows me to use a lot of the features and conveniences that a business page has. However, I get to use them under my personal profile. So in other words, all of those features that your business page has of statistics, comment manager, which is great, scheduling posts, all of those, those business features that you may be used to using the, the business suite from Meta, that is available if you turn on professional mode for your personal profile. Other nice feature about that professional mode that this allows you to do is you easily get to post between Instagram and Facebook and vice versa. There was a period of time in which you could only go one way. You couldn't go the other. That is no longer true. It also used to be that you could only go from one to the other if you had a business page and you couldn't do it on your personal profile. That's no longer true. So having my personal profile in professional mode has allowed me to do many things um, that works really well to use for my business. So first and foremost, I made sure that in my about section on my personal profile, I've got links in there that can link you directly back to my group. I don't currently have a web page and I want to make it clear you don't have to have a website in order to make money. So I don't currently have a website up and running. So my profile, the website link goes to my Facebook group. Because right now I want to build the group. I want that group to become my primary lead source. And in order to do that, I want everything to drive them. I want to drive everybody into the group, right? Everybody goes back to the group. So that was, that was one thing. The other thing that I did for this event, I changed my profile picture. I made it very clear in the profile picture what it was, the vision board experience, and when it was. In the description or the caption, what have you, for my profile picture, I described in detail the announcement, the formal announcement of the vision board experience, what all included, what all it included, what, what it was, where it was at, the day and time that it was going to be, the features of the offer, and, you know, all those things. Very similar to a sales page. However, it didn't include everything that would be in your typical long form sales page. So that was first and foremost. So when you go to my profile, you've got my profile picture, which is my face. This is important. It should be you. You're helping establish the know, like, and trust. I created a cover photo that described what I was offering, and it was very clear and distinct. So I've now got my profile kind of optimized for my event. And for that, for a period of time, not only in my about section did I have a link that takes you back to my group, I added the link to that went to my landing page and my sales page for this event. So I put that link at the end of my announcement that was as my cover photo. In that description at the end, I included my bit.ly link. I went to my about section on my profile. I added that bit.ly link there. Again, I wanna make it super easy there's multiple ways for you to find a link to figure out what I'm offering. 
multiple ways for you to pay me. The next thing I did, I created a strategy for myself. We've all heard the phrase, give massively, right? You want to make sure that you are giving so that you can turn around and ask for what it is that you want and you can receive that. So I, the strategy that I took on was a strategy from a coach that I've been following for quite some time. I really, really like her content. I like the way that she runs her business. I like the way that she runs her marketing and advertising. I've known for quite something for quite some time that that was something I wanted to implement. I do think I had to get an, over a little bit of a mental hurdle in order to implement it. But I can tell you that once I created it, it was far simpler than I had ever imagined. So here is what I did. I posted three times a day. I typically would recommend because of the way the algorithm works, and I cannot stress this enough, that if you're advertising for something that you are launching, you typically want to leave yourself at least three weeks. In this particular case, I only had about two weeks and three days, like about two and a half weeks. Some of that was, was my fault. I didn't kick off my full marketing plan soon enough. So I posted three times a day. This is the order in which I posted. Again, some of this I learned from a different coach. One post, my first post of the day was what I would call just a give po post. This was something that was inspirational, motivational, something that was kind of in your face, that quick one-two punch statement that got your attention, said something that my ideal client needs to hear on repeat, and we went from there. So it was short. It was quick. This is not a long copy. This is usually two or three sentences at most. But again, this is quick, short, simple, something that could just be in their face as they're scrolling. I put it on a colored background so that as you're scrolling, of course, that color would pick up. It's going to get their attention. They're going to pick that up. And because it's only two or three sentences, they can quickly read it, right? Kind of that, that quick give. That was my first post every day. My second post of the day was what I would call a give and ask. These were posts that were more storytelling posts. These were posts that were more some how-tos. These were posts that were persuasion posts. These were, so, you know, what have you. These were posts where I was able at the end of the post because these were longer formatted posts because I was giving something within the post at the end, I would have a call to action. But typically my call to action would be like, leave me a comment, come into my DMs, check out the link in the comments, give me a comment of me if this is you, it's some type of call to action because now I just gave and then so now I get to ask, right? But again, this is kind of drawing my client in. So I'm sharing things about, I'm giving stories. I'm giving where maybe a story where I learned a lesson. I'm giving my, you know, oh, I'm trying to establish why I'm different than anybody else that you may have taken a vision board workshop from before. So I give something that's going to be 
maybe a little bit of a controversy. In this case, I threw out the idea that I don't agree with SMART goals. And I explained why I didn't believe, didn't agree with them, what I believe that they are missing and what joining my workshop is going to get you that setting a SMART goal is not, you know, those kinds of things. I, you know, I think one of my posts was like, here's some mistakes that you could be making and you not even realize it as you're setting goals or trying to manifest what you really want. These were goal, these were posts that had some type of story. There was also no gatekeeping. I had no issues with sharing the how-tos. In other words, I, I think a couple of the posts really explain, you know, how to how to create your vision board and some of the steps to take. So I thought that was my second post of the day. My third post of the day was just a straight up ask. In other words, this was just a straight up sale. This is just me selling. Now, I did this in a certain way. The way that I used this, you could consider these ask posts to be the different pieces of your long form sales page. So in other words, we are, we are highlighting the benefits of the workshop. We're highlighting the outcomes. We're highlighting all the things that you're going to receive. If there are bonuses, then I'm highlighting that. So one of the bonuses was I had invited a guest speaker to the event. So one of my posts was announcing my guest speaker, who they were, why you want to show up to see them, why you want to be there and put yourself in the room and be a part of this experience. And just a straight up ask, here is the link, get signed up. I did put a little bit of a scarcity behind it in the sense that I said, um, you know, there's limited spots available, which which was true. I put on my sales page because I knew I didn't want to try, you know, I was like, I don't want to try and do a workshop with 50 people in the room. That's a lot, right? I knew that. So I did put a limited number of seats into my sales page and my sales page was only going to accept a certain amount of people. And then I had a waiting list that people would get thrown into if I should exceed that amount. And so, you know, I was able then to use that and say, hey, there's unlimited number of spots or here's, you know, the time by which you need to register by. So be sure and get your ticket. But I went through and I shared all those different pieces of my sales page. You know, what um, also trying to dispel some of the myths or maybe some of the things that people have heard about a vision board, maybe what I think my ideal client maybe thinks this was, and I'm trying to answer their questions. The FAQ section of my sales page became a post. So you could really look at this, you know, if we're thinking about, hey, three weeks of advertising, these posts are going to be simple. You probably have two weeks worth of these posts just in your sales page alone just in your sales page alone, you've already got those posts. And it's a straight up ask. This isn't necessarily just a call to action of, hey, leave a comment. This is a straight up ask. Sign up. Here's the deadline. Sign up. There's only this number of spots left, right? It's a straight up ask. It's a straight up sell. This is what I'm selling. And so I took that strategy and I did that every day. And I did this again on my personal page. And my personal page is in profile mode. It became easier for me to manage this, having that profile in professional mode, because I have all those features. Like I get to go into those settings and use the 
comment manager. I don't have to go post by post to manage my comments. It's within the comment manager for me, which is incredibly helpful. So yes, I, I was able to use that. That was how I used Facebook. That was how I used social media. Now, the other thing that I think is pretty important that I want to share here is I put, it's really important to me. In fact, I'll tell you guys, one of the things that gives me the ick, and this is, this is a, a thing with me. This, <laughs> this gives me such ick every time I see this. If you are selling something and it is a service for people and you are the one providing the service, you need to be the one people see, period. If what you are selling is a service in which you are performing the service, you need to be the one people see. Your number one responsibility in your business is to establish yourself as a leader and create the know, like, and trust with your clients. That is your number one priority. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is to fully show up and let them experience who you are, what some of your values are, why some of these things are important to you, why this is passionate, why you're passionate about this. Share some of those details in your stories and put a give, paint a picture. You're going to paint a picture for them in your copy and provide them with a picture. I shared some old photos of me. I threw in old ones with new ones, depending on what I was talking about, so that they could experience and see, oh my God, you know, and for any of those folks who have followed me for a long time, they could probably relate and be like, oh my gosh, I actually remember when she looked like that, or I, I remember her, you know, talking about that. And then they can look at other pictures of me now for like, oh gosh, yeah, man, she's traveling all the time. Cool. Right? Like those folks who follow me can follow, again, they're following me. They're continuing to establish the know, like, and trust through the storytelling. And I'm sharing those parts of me with them. I'm not sharing a stock photo. Let me repeat this again. I'm not sharing a stock photo. I am not just sharing a graphic, period. If you are the person performing services in your service-based business and you are the person that your clients are going to be working with, they need to see you, period. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox about that just for a little bit. So then, okay, that was Facebook. I think those are the primary things. I'll share, this is what I did. I'll share what I tend to, what I'm looking to do in the future with, with that further down. So this was what I did. Now, one of the things, one of the lessons that I learned, here's some mistakes that I made in doing that. And this is going to be super helpful for you. And this is the beauty of, of going through all of this and creating these experiences. In a prior episode, you may have heard me talk about how, you know, just taking that aligned action and taking that action towards you, what you want is really helping you to make the mistakes 
And it's allowing you to pivot. If you aren't getting the results that you want, it allows you to pivot. Let me give you a really good example. I had created a post and in my mind, when I was writing the post, when I was creating this content, I was looking at it from a place of, I want my ideal client to see all the things that are possible. I want them to read this post and understand that all these kinds of things are absolutely possible and it's possible for them. Okay. That was my goal when I wrote it. And I, you know, if you've ever worked, I've worked with a couple different copyright coaches. And one of the things that they'll say is read it back to you, read it back to yourself, right? Are you, do you still hear the message that you were wanting to convey? I went, I, you know, I went through all of the steps, you know, did you change a lot of the eyes to make it about them? You know, I went through all of the steps. The answers were yes. I was like, this is a great post. I nailed this. Da, da, da. I posted it. And I went into the comment manager. I have certain times of the day when I go into comment manager to respond to comments because A, I don't, I don't want to be getting 50 million notifications on my phone. That just becomes overwhelming for me. I don't want to immediately respond to comments. If I happen to still be on Facebook and engaging with people and I see some notifications come up and I do see the comments, I will comment back. But I typically reserve responding to comments for certain times of day just because that's how I manage my time. That's how I manage my energy. It is important, of course, that you do try and go back and respond to all of your comments. So again, this is what's super nice about having your profile in professional mode and being able to use the comment manager because I can go in there, I can go straight to comment manager and I never have to worry about catching myself scrolling. That doesn't have to be a thing. If you're finding that you are falling into that trap and your intention is to go in there engage, respond to comments, but you find yourself just doing the doom scroll, I strongly recommend that you consider switching your profile over to professional mode so you can use that comment manager. It is an absolute game changer. I log in, I go to comment manager, and I engage in that way, and then I can log right back off. There is a separate time in which my energy level is different, in which I do an intentional scroll and I'll share some of that at a later time. So anyways, I made this post. I had thoroughly thought through what the message was that I wanted to convey. I read it back to myself. I felt like it met the criteria. I went in the next morning to comment manager. And guess what I saw? Comment after comment after comment of, good job. Congratulations on your achievement. That's awesome. Good for you over and over and over. And I was like, no, no, this is not the message I was trying to convey. So this was a great opportunity. You can tell by the responses that you're receiving, by the messages that you're getting, by the sales that are coming in, whether or not your copy is working. And if you have a piece of content that comes back and it's all, oh, hey, you did a good job. Congratulations. Awesome work. Da, da, da. Then you know 
Something went wrong with that content and the content was about you and not about them. The content ended up being about you and not about your client. And the people who are reading that post are congratulating you. And there were two things wrong with this. One, I, I, I was not looking for any validation. I was like, no, like I, I already did that. Like I, and I already know what I did to be able to do that. And I was happy with it. And, and not to sound cocky or anything or arrogant, but like, I didn't need, I didn't need all the congratulations. I didn't need a, that's awesome. That's not, that, that wasn't what I wanted at all. So I removed the post. Well, and let me rephrase. I didn't delete the post mostly because I want it to be a true lesson learned for me. And I want to be able to go back to it so that I can review the things that I did wrong so that when I create a future post, I can like compare my future post to that old post and go, okay, well, it doesn't have these components. I think I'm good, right? So, but I changed the privacy so that only I can see that post now. That means that that content was no longer going to show up for anybody else. It was only going to show up for me in my feed. Now, here's what's super freaking important. And this is why it is so fucking important that you understand what your goal is currently in your business, that you understand what you are working towards, that you are clear on the outcome that you are trying to attain. Because Statistically speaking, that is my highest ranked post in the last six months. That post had the most interaction. That post had the most likes, the most comments, the most views. That post got read. If my goal had been statistics and my ego was super wrapped up in making my stats look good on my profile, I would have left that post. But that's not my goal. I don't give a fuck about likes. I don't give a fuck about your good job comments. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I give a fuck about making sure that women are able to step into their true power and that they're making shit happen for their lives and that they understand that they are living in an absolute world of possibilities and magic and miracles and they just need to step up to see it and take it for their own. It's theirs for the taking. That's my goal. That is my mission. That is what I'm here to do. I don't give a fuck about the likes. And you've got to be super fucking clear on that. So that post is hidden. I knew that wasn't the right post. Lesson learned. I get to pivot. I get to make a new post. I get to make it say something else. I get to use this and go back to that copy and go, okay, my next copy, I'll make sure, make sure that I totally switch how these things are presented to my audience. So that was, that was super clear for me. The other thing that I wanted to share just kind of in relation to that being clear on, on, on what your goals are. Did I get, I, I got very little, if any interaction on the straight sales posts. However, I got sales on the sales post. 
I got messages on the sales post. When I say the sales post, I'm talking about those posts that I talk about where I just straight up asked, where it's just straight up sale. Here it is. I also got messages and I know it was being read because I had people sending messages talking about, oh my God, yeah, I really hate smart goals too. Blah, 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 blah. Right? So I know that I know it was getting read. I didn't necessarily receive a like from that person. I didn't get a comment on that post from that person. But that, again, that's not the goal, right? If my goal is to be empowering women to go create the dream life that they want, to go create their dream business so that they can be living the life that they want, the life of freedom, the life of empowerment, then I don't give a fuck if somebody likes or comments on my post. I want to make sure that it gets seen and it's speaking to the person that I want to read it, the person who needs it. That's the goal. Okay. So, okay. That was Facebook. That was my three-pronged approach. Every day, three posts. It sounds like a lot. I have to tell you, this was so fucking simple. This was so fucking simple. In the morning, I posted a little one-two punch in the gut. Here you go. Here's what you need to fucking hear. And let me tell you, nine times out of 10, it was nothing about my client. You know what it was? It was something I needed to hear. It was something I needed to tell myself. Some of it, sometimes I go back and I read old journals and I'll find a sentence or two and I'll be like, but that's a post. Okay. You've got the content. It's already there. It already exists. Those, those posts were simple. The second posts, stories, it took me a little bit more time for some of those, mostly because, again, I wanted to make sure that my story was cohesive. I didn't want it to be too long. I wanted it to be engaging. I did kind of look for hooks, like, here's a mistake you might be making. Here's why I disagree with blah, blah, blah. Here's what I did, and here's why I would do it differently now, right? Like, those are hooks. Those are the things that people are wanting to see. I did stay away from, I didn't do a lot of, Five ways to blah, blah, blah. Three tips for blah, blah, blah. I, I think people are kind of tired of seeing those. They're a little cheesy. They're a little typical. They're a little standard. The give and ask posts that I'm talking about, these are more of the persuasion, the storytelling, the what makes you different, why you want this, those kinds of things. And then, of course, the ask post, just straight up sales. Like you literally take your long form sales page and you can make 10, 20 posts out of it. Promise. Okay, that was Facebook. The other piece that I did. So Instagram. Instagram is not my favorite platform. I'm going to tell you now. I've never, I've never fully been a big Instagram user. So that was a whole other thing. Because I've never been a really big Instagram user, that meant I was going to have to do several things on Instagram. And so I want to I walk you through some of that and the ways in which Instagram looks different, the ways in which the interaction is different, why my I did not simply copy all of my Facebook content exactly as is over to Instagram while I used a lot of similar content, maybe I used a similar hook, um, a similar story, I made it look different for Instagram because Instagram looks different 
and those who enjoy Instagram as a primary platform use it differently than Facebook. And that was when I had to really tune into who my audience was, the platform that they liked, and how they liked to use it. So, I apologize for the delay. This is going to take a bit longer than I thought. This is going to be a three-part series. I'm going to share. So I just went through everything that I did on Facebook. I'm going to share everything that I did and didn't do on Instagram. And then there's going to be another piece on partnerships, affiliates, promoters. And I'll get into a little bit of the event it's itself and that. So, yeah. So I hope that you guys will tune in. This is going to be a three-part series. And this is going to be leading up to the announcements yeah, of a challenge that I'm going to be kicking off. So I'm super excited about that. So I hope that you all will, will tune in. And so stay posted. The next two pieces are, are coming. Until then, thank you all for joining me. I hope that this information was helpful to you. Remember, if it was helpful to you, if you would do me a great favor and go ahead and tell somebody about it. If you are listening to this via the podcast or if you're in the group and you are watching live, of course, be sure and tell somebody about the Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group because I do try and create a lot of value for you here in this group. Until next time, everybody, keep making shift happen. Bye now. Hey shifters, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at A Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.